0: This is Cat's Podcast, episode number 27. Here's the first Freedom Lifestyle edition of 2021 for you. Opening up with my friend, life coach, advocate of natural well-being and speaker of truth and freedom, Dr. Laura Hughes. Laura and I met a couple of years ago and since then we've been in touch and sharing our passion for empowered living. I've been actually meaning to have her on my podcast for a while and uh, I'm super excited that here she finally is. This episode is a continuation of the previous episodes of my podcast discussing freedom and exploring it in these extreme times of outer restrictions and what hopefully turns out to be true change. Today we're gonna explore the field of the mind talking freedom and the power of thoughts based on the truth that we all have the power to create a better life for ourselves when we choose consciously, be it choosing our actions, our attitudes or our thoughts. And this might be even more important these days where to a lot of us the situation with COVID, the lockdown and being deprived of our social encounters can actually feel depressing, demotivating, or even disempowering. I believe it's crucial that we become aware of our mind power and of our potential to create positive change, momentum, and freedom so we can ultimately create a new and more fulfilling reality. And now, without further ado, enjoy this empowering conversation. Welcome to the show, Laura. Laura.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited. I planned it for such a long time and now we finally make it happen. That's so good.
1: Yeah, perfect timing. So how's the how's your morning in Toronto? Yes, I'm, I was just showing Kat my balcony. I am here in Toronto, Canada, and we've had a pretty mild winter so far by Canadian standards, but right now it's snowing. It's about minus 20 degrees Celsius. So I love to take a walk on the beach every morning. I live by the lake here in Toronto, and this morning was a chilly one. <laughs> but it's so good to be by the water and um just get a little hit of nature in the city.
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, your the pictures you post from from the beach, from the lake beach every day. They are just so beautiful and I'm always so jealous. It really looks like the ocean. So
1: it does look like I mean, the ocean, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like anyone on Instagram, go check out Laura's profile. I'll put a link to it in the show notes anyways, and you can see what I'm I'm talking about. And we two actually connected over Instagram almost three years ago, I think. And yeah, we kind of clicked instantly. And since then have been our little chats going across the oceans.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know that sometimes social media gets a bad rap for being disingenuous or like a waste of time, but some of my best friends and some of my closest friends are, I found on Instagram and they live all over the world. So it's amazing if you just share your truth and your heart and not worry about numbers and algorithms that you really do make some soul connections. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's such an important message,
0: although it's not the topic of today's talk, but yeah, (laughs) not focusing on the on the numbers or the followers or the likes, but just following your truth and the rest will follow. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. (laughs) So we're here exploring different layers of freedom. And I've touched on it in previous episodes with other guests. We are talking about creating freedom and that we do not just create it on the outside. We also, and maybe even more so, create it on the inside. And we are gonna talk about um, freedom and the power of thoughts today, which can make a huge difference on how we feel and how we live our lives. And maybe especially in these times that can feel so disempowering or demotivating, that's that's a, of a special importance. I want to start with a question with well with a personal question to you. How does freedom look like to you these days and in this phase of your life?
1: Great question. It's kind of a loaded question because I could talk about this all day, but I feel like Go freedom, ahead. For me, <laughs> freedom for me is just it's the it's the awareness that in every moment I have a choice about what I want to be thinking. And consequently how that makes me feel. So for a lot of my life, I, I just, I did what other people expected of me. And I didn't even know that I was doing that. It was just kind of understood that that's, you know, you go to university, you get a good job, you know, you get married, you buy the house, you do all the things. And I mean, I thought I was living a free life because I was achieving all of these things, but I didn't realize that. I actually don't have to be doing what people expect of me. And I actually, if I do have, you know, other desires or other um, dreams coming up, just because I've gone down one path doesn't mean I'm, you know, obliged to continue down that path for the rest of my life. So that's been a huge part of my journey. Maybe we'll get to that. I'm not sure. But it, it really, for me, freedom is knowing that in any moment I can change my mind about anything. And it doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make me flaky. It doesn't mean I'm selfish. Um, and it's what I choose to think that dictates how I feel. So what I've come to realize, especially during these times, since we're, we all feel so restricted and stuck because, you know, the government's tell, like, I'm, I, I've kind of been following Europe a little bit, but I mean, here in Toronto, where I live is just being kind of a gong show for lack of a better word. And a lot of people are really frustrated and really angry and they feel like their rights are being taken away, and um, what I've come to realize is that it's never our external circumstance. So by circumstance, I just mean whatever's going on, whether that be you know, COVID, you know, your job, something your boss said to you, whatever. Um, it's always how we're thinking about that circumstance that dictates how we feel. So a lot of people right now are giving away, I think, a lot of their power um, by. Just kind of making a lot of noise and complaining. <laughs> and I'm, I've, I've kind of just been playing with the idea of like, what if we all step into our sovereignty around, you know, recognizing that in every moment we have a choice of what we're thinking, that dictates how we feel. And then we can actually show up in the world in a different way. And that's how change happens, right? From feelings of clarity and confidence and calmness, as opposed to anger, frustration, um, hopelessness. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a good start. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um, so fill us in. I mean, I know, but the listeners, most of them won't. What made you come to this reali- realization and to this uh, perception of freedom? What is your story and... Yeah, how did you get to the point where you are
1: right now? Yes. So my story, I wouldn't say it's quite long, but I did an episode on my own podcast and it took about an hour <laughs> to tell my story. So I'll kind of I'll I'll describe it in a bit of a nutshell here, but if you want to hear the full story, um my podcast is called Earthling 101 and it's episode number 7, my story. But in a nutshell, as I just kind of alluded to, my whole life I just live like a very, I wouldn't even say like type A personality, but like overachieving personality in the sense that, you know, as I said, it was expected I would go to university and I did. And then I went and I got like two master's degrees, a PhD and a medical degree. So I kind of like took it to the limit just because every time I got my next degree, I thought there, you know, I I didn't feel complete. I didn't feel, I don't want to say worthy, but I, I, you know, I just, I felt like I could keep going and I had to keep going because, you know, I was smart enough to keep going and, you know, the accolades, I was getting these dopamine hits from that. And yeah, I was just kind of like searching for the thing that would make me happy, quote unquote, because I get my degree and I'd be like, oh, like, I don't really like this job. So like, oh, this is the answer to my, to my problem, getting another degree, getting another thing that will help Mm -hmm. me get this job. So, um, I, I, I'm from Canada. I grew up here, and then I moved to the I moved to the Netherlands for my postgrad work. So my master's and PhD um, lived there for about seven years, and kind of used my grad degrees for like traveling all over Europe. And um, it was a great lifestyle. Met my husband over there, um, and then my dad got really sick with cancer right when I was handing in my PhD thesis, and that kind of was my first. I wouldn't even call it spiritual awakening because I, nothing really happened other than it kind of shone a light on the fact that I definitely wasn't happy in academics and research. And I definitely wanted to help other families not go through what we went through because he, when he was diagnosed with cancer, he passed away in about two weeks. So it was kind of a crazy situation. So I ended up moving so back to Canada. In Sorry, I was you, in you were in Europe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wrapped up my PhD and then, you know, decided that the answer, again, was getting another degree, so moved back to Canada and spent four more years at school um, becoming a naturopathic doctor. So, in Canada and the USA, naturopathic doctors are board certified. Um, We're kind of considered primary healthcare physicians, so it's kind of like going to your GP, but we really spend a lot more time with the patient, getting to the root cause of what's causing their complaints. We don't depend on pharma, And just, you know, slapping band-aids on symptoms, we really try to use diet, lifestyle, counseling, acupuncture, plants, anything natural and holistic basically to heal. So that's what I was doing. And again, got to the end of my, you know, it's a very, despite the fact that we preach meditation and mindfulness and like, you know, taking care of yourself, it was a pretty depleting program because it was so intense and kind of got to the end of it and was like, uh-oh, like, I don't think I actually want to do this. So this was kind of, I recognized this pattern in myself of looking outside of myself, looking at my circumstance, as I was saying a few minutes ago, to dictate how I was going to feel. And still got to the end of this and didn't feel enough, didn't feel confident, didn't feel happy. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of the, the start of it. And that's when I started you know, really having to look at myself and be like, okay, I keep taking wherever I go. I take myself with me. (laughs) So like, I'm going to have to, I I need to heal something deeper down. I need to recognize that it's clearly how I'm thinking about these things that is dictating how I feel. And that's kind of when I tapped into that work. And then it really exploded when I got, I separated from my husband, um, about a year and a half ago now. And at this time had given up my naturopathic medical license I had decided that I was on this path of like a freedom lifestyle in the sense that I didn't want to be confined to an office I didn't want the constraints of the medical licensing board in my province which was really unfortunately kind of clamping down on what we were allowed and not allowed to practice quote unquote so I was really attracted to like energy medicine and just really helping people rediscover the magic of what it means to be human and like our galactic heritage. And just, it's just the way that the profession has evolved. They're really trying to kind of quote unquote, legitimize themselves with medical doctors. And it just didn't feel like what I had signed up for. So, um, got into more of an online virtual coaching practice through using essential oils, aromatherapy, life coaching, and, was really happy in that, but there was still this underlying, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I, again, I kind of, I'm going, I go into it in detail on my podcast, but what I want to kind of get to is that my husband and I decided to separate and I, that was kind of when I, like, I was finally by myself finally had made this big scary choice that I knew I had to make for both of our own, you know, future and nothing had gone wrong. And a lot of people couldn't understand that. It was just this feeling that we had taken each other as far as we could go. And I, I just wanted something different. I just, I wanted to. And that was really hard for a lot of people to understand. And as a result, they were projecting a lot of things onto me that I was taking on as my own. And I didn't even realize it at the time. But mm. so as a, and I think this is a pattern that a lot of people see is that, you know, we have all these truths, quote unquote, that we think are truths. But when you, we start to dig in and kind of unpeel it, We recognize that they're not even our stories, that we've taken them on from other people and that we can change them. We don't have to keep them. And when you realize that, they just kind of dissolve away and all the tension dissolves away. But when I was by myself in this new kind of life, having to like, you know, I live in a very expensive city. So I had a lot of fear coming up on, can I support myself? Am I going to be successful at my entrepreneurship? Um, Like, what if it all falls apart? Like, what if this is the wrong decision? And this is when I really had to practice this work of choosing my thoughts consciously and being comfortable sitting with negative emotion. Because that's another thing is that growing up, I was never taught. And it's through no fault of my parents because this is just our society. Most of us are never taught how to process emotion properly. So there's nothing wrong with negative emotion. There's nothing wrong with being scared, angry, frustrated, you know, anxious. And the problems arise when we suppress those So I really had to learn to sit with those and learn that they weren't going to kill me. (laughs) And when I recognized that I could just be with them and what thoughts were causing those, because it's always our thoughts that are causing our emotions. It's never someone else. It's never anything external. Then I could be like, okay, how can I shift this belief a little bit? How can I dissolve this belief a little bit and choose something different to feel more confident, to feel safer, to feel more clear? And yeah, it was, it was just kind of the first time I'd actually been thrown into the deep end of life with no one else but myself. And I think that was kind of the gift of my separation because um, mm-hmm. it forced me to do the work. And as a result, I have full confidence that this work works and that I can survive anything. And it allowed me to really communicate differently to my ex and explain maybe more the future that I envisioned for us. And as a result, we're still really good friends. Um, There's no animosity. And I think a lot of partnerships really dissolve and have negative, you know, connotation around them because people don't recognize that they can choose a different path forward. So in a nutshell, that's kind of what really brought me to this moment in time.
0: Mm. Yeah, thank you. You touched on something saying sitting with your pain or sitting in that dark spot and enduring that. And I guess that's what a lot of people shy away from, but that is actually the place where it can get really transformative. If we're open to the experience and if we're open to our emotions and thoughts, and I loved how you said it, that it's always our thoughts causing our emotions. What did what helped you to be there and sit there with these neg- well, negative in quotes or um, dark emotions? How did you how were you able to sit there and hold them and live through them? Because that could be a, a huge help for a lot of people now out yeah. there living it listening.
1: For sure. So yeah, I totally agree with you. I think I love the self help world. I love the I love how so many people are kind of waking up to life can be different. And you know, I remember the first time that I read a book on manifestation, and I was like, "What? Like we have the power to like create our reality? Like how does like what?" And I kind of went down the (laughs) self help, (laughs) yeah, the self help development hole because it was just it felt so empowering. And I think. The problem, quote unquote, with a lot of self-development work is, especially in the past, like maybe five or six years, there's been this huge push towards happiness and you know positivity and be kind. And I don't disagree with all of that, but I think the problem there is that we bypass how we're actually feeling and we just end up in these cycles where we never actually solve anything. So we might feel better for a little bit, but then the next time it's a little bit worse and the next time it's a little bit worse. So I always teach people like, life is 50 50. There's always going to be like crappy things happening in the world. Unfortunately, that's just life on earth. And I think when we kind of accept that as humans, this is what we signed up for and that our emotions can actually be a compass to guiding us to amazing things if they're negative or if they're positive. Um, it just kind of, that gives me freedom too to recognize that I don't have to bypass how I'm feeling. So how I did it was like, I was actually working with a coach. Like I needed someone to hold the container for me to feel safe in sitting in that. And it was just, this person taught me that, um, my feelings are just sensations in my body. They're not going to kill me. And if I can learn to be okay sitting with any emotion, then I will be invincible. And I think a lot of humans are looking for that invincible feeling in that they can do anything. They can achieve anything. And unless you're comfortable sitting with uncomfortableness, you will never reach that point. You'll always be searching for it. So um, for me, it was just someone ref- someone explaining it to me in that way, that my feelings can't kill me, that they're there for a purpose. They're there to guide us to something. They're kind of our emotional compass, the, like our, our body's compass, rather. And um, just, again, giving me just some like really brief lessons on like, you have to sit with them. You just watch them. You, you don't push them away. The object is to kind of move them all through. It's okay if you cry for six hours. Um, and on the other side, you will be able to hold so much more. And that's kind of, I think, what a lot of us are looking for. It's this capacity to hold more. And I talk a lot on my podcast about kind of the shift from 3D to 5D. And I think like a lot of us for most of our lives have been living in the third dimension, which is very you know black and white and um you know kind of dictated by the patriarchy and the whole i think the whole earth right now is shifting into 5D which is why it feels so uncomfortable right now and like it looks like there's a lot of darkness happening but it's actually just what's being reflected back to us from people stepping into their light like light reflects light shines it's just information mm-hmm. right um and what's given me a lot of I don't want to say peace cuz like I wouldn't call the situation peaceful but I've I've kept a pretty even keel all throughout this covid situation a because I have a, I just recognize I have privilege and I you know have a safe place to live and I work for myself so I can create income and stuff like that I don't have that stress but um it's the capacity to understand that I'm responsible for my feelings and my thoughts and other people are responsible for their feelings and their thoughts and if I accept that then it's okay they can think and feel whatever they want and I just hold them in the light of compassion, even if we don't agree on it. So that's what this work can do as well. Um, and it's really powerful.
0: I believe it's just it's super, super important what you just said about I create my own feelings and my own thoughts. And everyone does it for themselves. And I guess that can really help these times too. Not blame, but to just mind your own shit. And-
1: yeah. <laughs> you- yeah. There's there's a lot of like narratives, like you know, wake up and like why can't you see this? And um, what is that solving? <laughs> like I ask you every time you try to convince someone to see your point of view, like how like how is that going for you? Right? Um, we can kind of just sit and be totally confident that you know, I'm I'm okay thinking about it like this, and I can see that they're thinking about it like that. And maybe we just need to listen to each other and then be okay with having different thoughts about it. So, um, yeah. Mm. And that plays into
0: there being several realities. Let's explore that a little bit. You know, there are basically as many realities as there are people. So you recently said something, it was on one of your podcasts and I really liked it. You said, um, there is no such thing as reality. Can you explore on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, one of my kind of pet peeves, <laughs> I should say, is that um, you know, people I'll be working with some like I'll be coaching some people and they have big dreams and they they see themselves, you know, achieving something or living a certain way or you know, just creating something different than what they're living right now and fear will start coming up And they'll say things like, well, you know, my husband says, be realistic or, you know, be realistic. Well, we'll hear that all the time, especially if you're living kind of a quote unquote unconventional life
0: Hmm.
1: and be realistic. What does that even mean? Like, right? Like you get to choose what your reality is and your reality is created by the actions that you take in life and your actions are created by how you feel, like how you feel will dictate what kind of action you take. And that's created by your thoughts. So I just kind of laugh now when people say, be realistic. And I'm like, I am being realistic. This is my reality. <laughs> if I can, if I can imagine that it's <laughs> What are you talking happen, about? <laughs> then, yeah. So it just, I love just re- re- like reflecting that back to people. And it's kind of one of those things that's so simple that it's hard to believe that, you know, reality isn't what society tells us. It is like, if I, you know, a lot of people said to me, you know, be realistic, Laura, like, you know, this is how your life is going to go. Or, you know, it's going to take you five years to make enough money to do X, Y, Z. I'm like, really? Because I'm pretty sure I can do it in six months. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like, don't, we just have to be aware that other people have different thoughts about the world and what's possible. And just because they think that doesn't mean that you have to think that. And then that's freedom to me. I'm just like, okay, like, cool, you know? Mm hmm Yeah,
0: there's so much more there's like so much more potential there's so much expansion actually once you open your mind and you're not restricted to your own previous thoughts or the thoughts of others Mm -hmm. I love that so you're working as a life coach and let's touch on the experiences from your coaching work is there like a common obstacle? So one particular thing people struggle most with?
1: Yes. So um, yes, I work as a life coach and it's funny. I was thinking about this yesterday. This is an aside, but I had a friend once who said to me, she was like really worried about, this is, a, this is an example of other people's realities. So she yeah. said to me, I was really excited because I had just signed, I think it was like my first client. <laughs> and she's like, Well, you know, I think you could get more clients if you stopped calling yourself a life coach. You should call yourself something else because your background is just so impressive. And, you know, life coaching is kind of like wishy washy. And in that moment, I was like, oh, like maybe she's right. Like maybe I shouldn't call myself a life coach. But I just kept signing clients. And it just, this work lights me up so much and just gives me so much adrenaline that I'm just like, F that. Like I'm a life coach. Like this. I'm just going to own the title. And it was just a perfect example of like, she was worried about me and my future, which I totally appreciate. Like, Oh, like maybe people won't take her seriously if she calls herself a life coach. But I'm like, no, I'm giving, I think everyone needs a life coach. Like literally anyway, the, the most common thing I see is that people just don't understand that their, like their beliefs can be changed. So a belief is just a thought that we think over and over and over and over again. And as such, it becomes like deeply ingrained in our mind, and they don't realize that that's not the truth. So they'll say something to me like they're reporting the news, and this is why something can't change or something can't give or why they're stuck. And I'll be like, you know, that's just a thought. You can change that. And they'll be like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so it's this awareness that just how 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 much of their how many of their thoughts they're believing as the God's given truth. That are actually just thoughts; they're not circumstances. Um, and from there, it just they they can never go back. Once they get it, once they get that, that's a thing. Um, it's pretty remarkable. So that's kind of my job: is I really teach people about their brain and just how you know our primitive brain was is there to protect us and it's working perfectly fine. And just because this is how most of us have lived our life until now, doesn't mean you're broken. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong. And once people start to watch their brain and like find just how often they're, they're choosing subconsciously choosing these thoughts, they kind of start to beat themselves up and judge themselves. That's another common pattern is like, they'll be like, Oh, like why can't I change this? And it's just, that's just how the brain works. Like there's nothing wrong with you. Um, it just, you have to kind of override it. So Yeah. That's, that's kind of the most common pattern I see. And then it becomes a little bit scary because then they recognize that, wow, if these beliefs can be changed, if I can believe something different about myself, or I can believe something different about the world, then this means that I actually do have the power to create my reality. And I can shoot, I can create something different. I can create what I say that I want to create, whether that be a new job, you know, a business, a new relationship, whatever, and a better relationship. And, um, then they get scared <laughs> and then the fear kicks in <laughs> and then a self-sabotage kicks in. So then we kind of work through that. And um, again, just teaching people that the goal here isn't to feel good all the time. The goal here isn't just to be thinking positive. It's just to help you create awareness around how much power you actually have here.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think so too. The awareness is the super crucial first step. Hey, yes, uh, I would when I was writing up the text for my mentoring recently, I thought about it. And actually for me, it was like a journey of freedom and awareness or awareness and freedom, but it goes kind of hand in hand. So the more awareness you create, the more freedom you can actually invite into your life. Um, And it was, it's, it's fascinating to see if you, if you look at it, if you think about it, And it's, but it's something, yeah, I guess it's something that's hard to teach. It has to click inside a person. So yeah. how do you go about, how do you help your clients reprogram their, their mind and their thoughts?
1: Yeah, it does take practice. It's, it's one of those things that, as you said, it has to click. For the person. So you could conceptually understand this and intellectually understand this. And until until it clicks for you, like I, I was describing with you know, I was working this. And then until I actually had to like really coach myself through my divorce, it didn't really click for me. And now I have total confidence, like 110%, that it can work for everyone. Um, because I've gone through it. But I I use a really simple formula, it's called the model, and it's based on what like my coach, how she taught me. And my brain, I think the brain loves formulas. It loves structure. So it's just a really easy formula to help people recognize how their thoughts are creating their emotions and how their emotions drive their action and how their action creates their results. So we basically just start, I start by helping people. Basically we have models running all the time unconsciously if we're not aware of them. So it's helping people understand how they're creating their life right now and just connecting the thoughts to the emotions. And that takes a little bit. And it's kind of, as I said, it's a little bit painful sometimes because when they realize they're doing it, they're like, well, why would I be self-sabotaging myself like that? And again, nothing's gone wrong. It's just, you have to be, you have to be aware of it. And then once you're aware of it, you can start consciously choosing how, how do I want to feel? And what can I think to create that emotion? What do I want to create in life? And how would I have to feel to take the right action to create that? So with the, I love the formula because it's a little bit like algebra and that you could start with any kind of variable. So it's really flexible and it just really helps people self-coach themselves. Um, Mm. And I think that's the goal is you don't want to be dependent on a coach forever. Um, You, you want that the self-coaching is like a gift to yourself. It's, it's um, I describe it kind of like you've probably never had to sit with your true mind. Right. We never have been taught to sit with our minds and ask ourselves, like, is that my thought or is that not my thought, and like, does that thought serve me or does it not serve me? Yeah. And where does it come from? From which part? Where of does it our come family? from? Mm. Yeah, and then, you know, it's just it, it's. I think it's a gift of self-love and self-care, being able to do that for yourself and get to know yourself. Like, I think that that was another gift of this for me is like, I really feel like. I'm probably never going to get to know my whole self because I'm always evolving, but I feel closer to me than I ever have before. And that was a gift that came from, again, just feeling safe doing the work and sitting with my emotions. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I I agree. Awareness is definitely the first step. And then especially as like a high achieving person who I think if you're trying to create a freedom lifestyle, you you do have ambition and you do have like, I don't want to say like evolved thinking, but um, you want to create something. You you see something different for yourself and you want to create it. So there's a tendency to want to fix it right away. And once you're aware, you're like, okay, I, I can't be doing this anymore. I need to like start consciously creating my thoughts all the time now. And it does take a little bit more effort than that just because your brain has been working like this for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. So um awareness is the first step. And then it's just, it's kind of being patient. As you rewire the brain, which is totally possible, we know that with mm-hmm. research from neuroplasticity and neuroscience. But it's the repetition. It's you have to learn how to unbelieve what you've been believing for so long, and then learn how to rebelieve what you choose to believe. So yeah, <laughs> got it. Okay, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love how you said that. Um,
0: now I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. That's a okay that went so if someone says okay well I've listened to you ladies but what do I do what can I do right now do you have like three quick tips I know in the in the long run it's not about quick fixes but about long term transformation long term evolving but what could someone? do right now to create a first shift maybe or to get a glimpse of this new experience
1: Yeah so I think bringing it back to what we talked like what how you introduced this episode um just like how a lot of people are feeling right now just I invite you just to start watching how you feel and like when you feel frustrated, when you feel angry, when you feel hopeless, just sit with that for a few minutes and like let it be in your body like feel your body, describe to yourself, like, how do I feel right now? Maybe it's anxiety, your heart's racing, you're like you're feeling like tension, just describe how you're feeling. And then see, ask yourself, like, what am I thinking right now that's causing that sensation in my body? And just the first step is just connecting that whenever you feel sensations in your body, it's always being caused by something you're thinking. So it's just making that connection is the first step. Um, and then second, I would say, just get, just get to know your brain a little bit. And I love doing thought downloads. So in the morning, I'll just pull out a piece of paper and just write everything that I'm thinking. And you'll start just to see how many different thoughts a day that you have about certain topics and that in any given moment, you have the power to change how you're thinking. So if you're frustrated about, if you're feeling frustration in your body or tension in your body, and it's being caused by a thought like, you know, the government are idiots. <laughs> that's just a thought. Um, recognize that that's the thought causing the frustration, and then ask yourself, "What is something a little bit different I can be thinking?" And the key is that it has to make you also feel different. So, um, if you think about being more a little bit more calm or a little bit more collected, what could you think a little bit differently that would create that for you? And then the third thing is just. Um, I think it's really important to surround yourself with people who are living the life that you aspire to. Because, as I said, there's always going to be people telling you that what you want isn't possible or putting their stories on you. Like, you know, you can't get divorced just because you want to. (laughs) You know, there has to be something wrong, right? You know, you have to, like, you know what I mean? So, surround yourself by people who, either have the energy of carrying themselves through this pandemic in the way that you want to be and, or are still creating things during this pandemic and, or just inspire you. So one of the, one of the first coaches I hired was like five years ago when I was just feeling really lost. and I, I knew I didn't want to have a clinical practice, but I didn't know how I was going to make that happen. And at this time I didn't recognize just the variety of thoughts I could have about something. It was either black or white. It was like, Either I practice as an MD or I'm like going to work, you know, at Starbucks as a barista. Like there was no in between, right? Like I was either going to be, had to be a doctor or I was going to screw myself. And I found this girl on social media. At the time there was this app called Periscope, which maybe people don't remember, but it it was basically the first live video streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember it vaguely. Yeah, true. (laughs) Yeah. And I have no idea why I was on it or how I found it. Cause I certainly wasn't doing live video that would have petrified me back in the day, but I found this girl and she was an acupuncturist in San Francisco, which, you know, is, is quite similar to how a naturopathic doctor practices in North America. And she was just in the process of shutting down her practice and moving to Hawaii to basically live as a Lemurian princess and swim with dolphins and do sound healing and coach. And has like, if she can do this then, and she like was growing her Instagram following like crazy talking about like aliens and like heart coherence and all this quote unquote magical stuff. Um, and I was like, if she's doing it, then she's someone that I need to surround myself with. I need to work with her because I felt safe with her. And I was like, if she's, if she's mm. an example to me, she's giving my brain evidence that it doesn't have right now. Like, I didn't have my own evidence that I could do it for myself, so I needed to borrow hers. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm trying to say is, like, your brain will always be looking for evidence to prove your thoughts true. So if you're thinking really negatively about something, it's always going to find something in your environment that will prove that true. It wants to keep that belief, right? So if you're trying to create new beliefs and new thoughts about what's possible for you, you're going to have to find new evidence, either creating that for yourself or from other people who are already doing it. And, yeah.
0: I think that's really important. Hmm. Borrowing it from others. Yeah. Yeah. I liked how you phrased that. There's this beautiful Rumi quote. It goes along the lines of set yourself, set your life on fire, (laughs) surround yourself with those who fan your flames. And yes, I find it so beautiful and it's so true.
1: Totally. Yeah. And what they're doing is they're offering you, new thoughts to think about it. Because if you have the compulsion or the um, impulse to do something and then you're not, it's because your brain is telling you, oh, that might not work or they might not like it. Or maybe I should wait six months until I figured this out. And what the people around you are doing is saying like, I can do it now. Why not try it? If I fail, it's okay. So yeah, surrounding yourself by the believers will just offer your brain new thoughts to think. And um, then you'll actually take the action. Yeah. So, um, one more question
0: on your coaching work: Is there something in specific that is affecting your clients or even the people around you more than usual? So, is is there anything um, in specific that COVID is is doing to them or their minds?
1: I think for a lot of people, it's the isolation. Um, and just we're human beings and we thrive on connection. So it does, it, it does take work to help the brain. Um, again, it's just, it's sitting in the emotion of loneliness and sitting in the emotion of hopelessness that comes up from these feelings of, from being isolated and the thoughts around that, um, I know a lot of people are suffering from depression and anxiety right now. So there's just kind of an extra layer on top of how the coaching work would usually go, but that's okay. It's again, it's not going to kill you. And if you learn that your emotions aren't going to kill you, then what we can do is we help strategies of like, where can I get connection right now? And you know, what could I be creating in my life that creates connection? Mm -hmm. And I think I do work with a lot of entrepreneurs just because they're the kinds of people that are attracted to you know, they, they want to invest in themselves and they want to be their, their best self. And for a lot of people, entrepreneurship is kind of, um, they do it because of the growth journey as much as the financial reward. So a lot of people have had to take their businesses online. A lot of the people I work with had built successful businesses in person with, with you know, doing things with people in real life, workshops, retreats, stuff like that. And then it's just the fear that come up about around how am I gonna shift online? How am I gonna reach new people? Lots of like mind drama, I call it around that. So it's just helping them transition into new new spaces and new ways of working. Yeah, that's kind of the two challenges that have most come up. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, thanks for the insight. Um, I believe it helps people listening to not feel that lonely actually, hearing that there are other people there are actually a lot of other people struggling with the same things and I think so too that was my impression of the last few months half a year that people are craving connection but so often I feel they're afraid or kind of hesitant to really reach out and to be open or open themselves up and I think it's crucial, you know, to be to be to be open and to to really reach out. So if you're craving for connection, um, go uh, like kind of go over or try to ignore your fear and really go out, reach out to people and and tell them what's going on. I mean, of yes, course, sure, not anyone, but someone you feel like they're. Could be trust or a deeper connection. Yeah, hundred
1: percent. Like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't think. I mean, your brain will tell you everything. (laughs) Like, your brain will say, Mm. um, "You know, you don't want. I don't want to bother that person. I should be fine. I shouldn't feel like this." And it's okay to feel how you're feeling, and it's okay to ask for help. And I think another thing I want to say is, I think, again, and it's just a choice on how you want to look at the situation. But I, I can't remember who said this someone i was listening to said and it was like an energetic news report but an energetic in the sense of like like energy like i don't know i know some people are are much more like um practical and some people are open to like energy but this person was saying that for the first time in a very long time we've all been forced to sit with our own auras so our aura is like the energy field around ourselves and usually if we're out and about our auras are always like crashing and connecting with each other and for the first time, we've had to sit with our own and ask ourselves, like, who am I? Like, what do I actually want? So it's been kind of beautiful seeing people who embrace this actually like quitting their jobs and saying, this does not serve me or my family. I know a lot of my friends here have actually moved out of the city and moved up to Northern Canada or like more rural parts of Canada, which is beautiful with nature. And they're like, I want my children to grow up on the lake and in the forest and I've recognized I can work at home and I don't need to, you know, so some people have been able to to make new decisions like that. Um, Where was I going with this? Oh my gosh. Energy. Yeah. So it's, it's being okay with your own energy. And what I would say was don't be afraid to turn off the news. (laughs) So
0: Mm, when we're sitting at home
1: by ourselves, you know, and we want to feel connected we'll turn to social media and we'll turn to the news. And it's so loud. And, you know, I understand I love being informed, but just recognize that the news is just people's thoughts about something as well. It's not necessarily the truth. So if it's making you feel anxious, if it's making you feel depressed, um, and again, it can't make you feel anything. It's your thoughts about it, right? But you watch something and you have a thought about it. If, If that's happening, just shut it off. You don't give yourself a little detox um yeah that would be my advice
0: Mm. yeah that's great advice advice and i'm actually very happy that you're touching on that i would say so too you know just try it out if you're a person who watches or listens to the news in the morning just skip it for a few days and see how you feel see how it makes you feel you will i'm sure you will most probably notice a difference and then you can always turn the TV back on at six o'clock in the morning or whatever you, you fancy, but give it a, give it a try. Mm. So is there anything else you'd like to um, tell the lovely people listening to this episode?
1: Um. No, I just, I mean, I guess it just, it's a choice how you want to be using this time. And I know that that might be triggering for some people because they, they could be in a very difficult situation, whether that be with finances or not seeing loved ones or isolation or whatever, but you really do. That's, that's your ultimate freedom is how do you choose to view it and how do you choose to think about it and know that. It's up to you. And if you don't, if you want to sit in victimhood, if you want to sit feeling, you know, a certain way, that's also your right. But as long as you're aware that you could change it if you want to, then that's where your power is. So um yeah, I, I you know, I say to people like, you don't have to change anything if you don't want to. You can continue feeling like crap if you want to. That's your right as a human being. But just understand that once you know that there's a choice, then you choosing to stay there is a choice. So
0: yeah Mm. yeah and for more inspiration you guys listening there are all the other freedom lifestyle editions where people talk about basically this just in a different context and through their own personal stories but they talk about how they created freedom in their lives be, be it out of freedom or inner freedom and how they were able to make that move from a i say standard life to a life that's really operating on their terms and with the freedom and the joy and the happiness that they want to have in their lives love it yeah thank you so much laura that was You're welcome beautiful.
1: thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. I will put a link to your website in the show notes. Can people find everything they need to know and get in touch with you on there?
1: Yes. So uh, via my website, you can check out my podcast. Um, I linked to my Instagram there as well. That's where I spend most of my time on social. I mm-hmm. love chatting in my DMs on Instagram. So yeah, we'd love to connect if you want to reach out. Cool. Amazing. And they can find the live
0: coaching there as well on your website. Yes. Yes. Great. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your Friday. Enjoy it. Thank you so much.
1: You too. Happy weekend.
0: So how do you feel? There are some mind-blowing truths in there, right? Have you ever thought about things like that? Let me know. Share us what you think listening to this if it inspired you in some way, if it gave you a good push towards a certain direction, let us know. We'd love to have your feedback. And to keep it short and sweet, you know the drill. If you like this episode, please share it with friends, with family members, with someone you know who could really benefit from this. Just forward them the episode. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, hit the subscribe button. And if you're listening on apple or itunes make sure to leave a five star rating and even a little review that helps so so much and it's really easily done in under a minute so thank you so much again for listening and for being here i do appreciate that and i hope you're having a wonderful time until we hear us next time